Lights, Camera, Asia. A look at Asian culture and history through the lens of cinema. Hello and welcome to Lights, Camera, Asia. I'm Jake Chen. For the past few weeks, we have been looking at a story of Goodbye Dragon Inn. It was a film released in 2003, and it is about what happens inside an old, decrepit movie theater on its very last day of operation. The film story can be summarized in one brief sentence. A young gay man looks for potential partners in the theater, and at the same time, a female box office clerk tries to express her interest to her colleague, a projectionist. Both end up not finding what they're looking for, and they leave the theater rather disappointed. And after the final screening wraps up, the projectionist. Realizes that the box office lady has left him a little gift, and he grabs it and rushes into the rain. The film ends at this point and leaves the ending open to interception, and we, the audience, don't get to know whether the projectionist eventually catches up to the receptionist or not. As you can see, the film's plot really is as bare bones as it gets. But its ingenuity lies in how the story is told, and how the director uses elements in the environment to enhance the somber and melancholic atmosphere. And let's start with the atmosphere. The film opens on a rainy evening, and from the get-go, rain, and in a more general sense, water, is an important motif. In this movie, water is the symbol of love. Lust and all the pent-up emotions that the characters harbor inside of them. We mentioned in previous weeks that the box office clerk has to handle lots of mundane tasks, and one of those tasks is to check whether there's any leakage in the bathrooms and in other parts of the movie theater. And carrying out that task allows her to walk across different parts of the movie, and it allows us, the audience, to follow her throughout the movie theater. And we mentioned、uh, when we told the story of the film that the female box office clerk has inherently been suffering from a limb in her left foot. So when she walks, she rather hobbles and walks quite slowly. As I said weeks earlier, this is quite likely an intentional setting、uh, put in place by the director, so that we, the audience, would have plenty of time to soak in the environment. So, what does the box office clerk do throughout the movie? At the beginning, she goes to several bathrooms and she checks if there's any leaking. And then throughout the movie, she actually sees several places leaking, and in a lot of situations, there is nothing that she can do. And later on in the film, as she was trying to see the projectionist for a second time, as she circles back to find a different entrance to the projection room, there is a little fine detail. 
At one point, the clerk sees that the ceiling is leaking, and she nudges a bucket to the right place so that it will contain the water that's coming down from the roof. This seemingly minute detail actually is a very important gesture. It symbolizes that the woman is trying to contain the love and the interest that is coming out of her. Now, fast forward to closer to the end of the movie, and we see that the projectionist, the elusive man who barely makes an appearance throughout the entire movie, walks out from the back door of the projection room, and he sees the bucket that, by that point, is filled with water that has been leaking down from the roof. And he didn't think twice about it, nor did he pay any actual attention. He grabs the bucket, and he just pours all the water down the drain. This is an act that, in a way, reciprocates the clerk's motion earlier in the film. The underneath the hidden meaning of this gesture is that, although the woman has been trying to show interest towards the projectionist、uh, by trying to save a bun、uh, to give him as food, he really just never got a chance to see the gesture or to understand it. So that while the woman is trying to contain the water, which is the overflowing of love coming from her, with the bucket. He doesn't care or understand that gesture at all, and all he does is pour all the water out of the bucket, and that's, as we said, was that. The motif of water also runs in the plot that goes with the young Japanese gay man throughout the movie cinema. If you listened to last week's show, you know that. The man spends a considerable amount of time just wandering throughout different parts of the movie theater, looking for potential partners. And the one place where he spends the most time is interestingly the man's bathroom. It is in that place where he stands among a group of men who collectively stand for much, much longer than is necessary in front of urinals. Um, it is also with this group of men that he found out that some of them have been having, let's just say, their own fun time inside a private bathroom stall. So when we look at the bathroom, the first thing that we think of is water, right? I mean, let's be straight and honest. There's plenty of that flowing around in the bathroom, and for the man in the real world, it also makes the most sense to look for a potential partner in the bathroom. Despite the fact that he never finds one at the end, so when we keep our eyes fixed on the bathroom, it is towards the end of the movie that the box office clerk walks through the entire movie theater for one final time and to clean up a lot of corners. One of the last places that she walks through and cleans is the men's and women's bathroom. The director intentionally gives a long take when the woman goes through each and every urinal and turns the valve for the flushing water off. The gesture of turning off the valve also shows that she herself has been left thoroughly disappointed、uh, after her journey of showing interest and love to the projectionist didn't yield anything. Although we, the audience, have seen the man once or twice throughout the film, the box office clerk never sees him. So in her mind, her intention was never reciprocated, and therefore, as a result, she has decided to no longer court after the man. Hence, the gesture of turning off the water valves. She's no longer showing love or interest in the movie. 
So as we go to the final scene of the movie, everyone is leaving in the rain, and this leaves me somewhat optimistic towards the film's ending. Although, as I said earlier, the film leaves an open ending to whether the projectionist will chase after the woman or not, but because it is still raining when the movie ends and when everybody leaves the theater. I believe there is still the possibility of them showing love to one another, and for a relationship to blossom. So this is just one of the many, many fine details that director Tsai Mingliang has implemented throughout the movie *Goodbye Dragon Inn*. And if we have time, we could also look at the framing, the almost total absence of music until the very last scene of the movie, and also the use of static camera positions throughout the film. The film just oozes its own visual and audio signature from the very first frame all the way to the end, and. Uh, I honestly like the film so much that I can literally talk about it for days and days on end. And unfortunately, this is also the right point I think to segue into a goodbye. And I think it's a final goodbye, not just for this episode, but for the show and for my career here at the radio station in general. Making Lights Camera Asia has been a really fun journey. And it is especially meaningful for me because I majored in film studies when I enrolled in university more than 10 years ago, and to have a space and a platform to analyze、uh, one classic movie after another, and to really go into details of how the filmmakers have showcased、uh, their talent, and to tell great, touching stories, has been nothing but fun and fulfilling to me. And I sincerely hope that my interest and my love for the films have shined through、uh, in the many, many shows that I have produced in the last year or so. But uh, uh, as I said earlier, my career here at the radio station will conclude at this point, and this will be the final episode of Lights Camera Asia. I hope you have enjoyed this movie, and not just this one. Goodbye, Dragon Inn. When we look at the many films that we look at at the end, I can honestly say that each and every one of them are not just high-quality movies in their own right. They represent a piece of culture in the、uh, areas, regions where they're from. When we talk about *In the Mood for Love*, that is a landmark film in Hong Kong cinema. When we talk about *The Departure* or *Okuribito*. That is one of the most well-known Japanese films in the Western world. Same goes for *Goodbye Dragon Inn*. So, if you have a chance, please go back to the catalog and listen to some of the reruns, and spend the time, if possible, to watch some of the movies. I firmly believe that these movies will open a new world to you and give you a different gaze into the world that is Asia. So, thank you for one final time. This is Jake Chen, and this has been Lights Camera Asia. And with that, the curtain goes down. Goodbye.
dinner is served. Join Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines. <clears throat> That's on Feast Meets West every Saturday, only on Radio Taiwan International. Radio for refined palates.